This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotato.com. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. <laughs> Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. We've got you covered with everything from Marvel to Star Wars. I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to take this time to explain my evil plan. Classic films, trivia games, and beyond. Come to the coast, we get together, have a few laughs. Now, on with the show. Keep that change, you filthy animal. Hey everybody and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. And I wonder if in some country there are fans of the Avengers that think that the Hulk is a character whose superpower is that he can turn into a scientist whenever he calms down. <laughs> Sitting across the virtual table from me is a guy who recently ordered a chicken and an egg from Amazon just to see which came first. John Irons. How you doing, sir? I, I like that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, also with me is one of the hosts of Wait You've Never Seen, which can be heard right here on this website. Virginia, how's it going? Good, thank you. And joining us tonight from the great state of... You moved to Louisiana, right? Yeah. Okay, Louisiana the great today. state of Louisiana. <laughs> this is Jessica. She is a uh, Game of Thrones fan, so I thought she'd fit in in this episode. I've been meaning to get her in for a while. And she's my little cousin, so there's that too. So. Um I'd like to tell everybody more about you, but you probably know more about you than I do. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Uh, so I'm a military spouse, just moved to Louisiana from California. But before that, I was living and working at um, Auburn, at Auburn University. So I've done nonprofit work mostly since I've been out of school. So I Definitely don't have, and I definitely don't have the background that you have in um, the majority of the subjects of your podcast, but I feel oh. like I could contribute <laughs> to this one. If you watch TV or movies, you have plenty of background All right. to podcast about TV and movies. So, All right, so tonight we're going to talk mostly about Game of Thrones, uh, mostly the newest season, but you guys, I mean, you can talk about the past stuff if you want to, that's fine. But uh, before we get into that, I want to take a minute to kind of give everybody a chance to talk about something that they've been watching, uh, movies or TV, a, a book you've been reading, you know, whatever. Because there's a lot of stuff on TV and a lot of movies that uh, we don't always get a chance to talk about. So I, w I like to do this from time to time and just do like a quick movie TV review of uh, stuff we're watching. So, um, Virginia, what have you been watching lately? Um, I have been really enjoying The Twilight Zone. The first episode, the one that was available on, on YouTube, was, it was a little bumpy. I, I wasn't too sure after watching that one, but I really enjoyed the rest of them. And I think, like, he, so the great thing that I like about it is that um, it's close enough to what Rod Serling would do that it's like you can tell... Jordan Peele's like tipping his hat to, you know, the tradition or whatever, but it's not like overly done where it seems sort of campy. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate that. It like kind of walks that line and that 
you can that's really throughout the whole thing is you can see him you know sort of referencing previous episodes from the rod serling days but not making it gimmicky um all of the messages in the episodes i mean the great thing about the twilight zone is that um you give like social messages and political messages under the guise of sci-fi and i think jordan peele is doing a really great job like there was the one about toxic masculinity there was one about illegal immigration police violence against black americans like just really great episodes i think everyone would benefit from watching yeah i i, I caught up on it this weekend i think the season the season finale is tomorrow um yes, yes. but the only one that I didn't like was the one that had Greg Kinnear in it. And I think it maybe I think I kind of dozed off while I was watching it cuz it got kind of boring, but I didn't like that one. The rest of them have been pretty good. I mean, it's got its ups and downs. I do like that he's not remaking the Twilight Zone because that's what I was afraid he was going to be doing. <clears throat> that they that they were just going to remake the classic stories, which they would be good stories, but they've already been told, you know, so I didn't want to see that. Um but yeah, the social commentary, I, I like that it's not on the nose, but it's an, there's enough of it there to where you, you know that that's what they're trying to say. You know, mm-hmm. like the one where, uh, I, can't, I can't remember any of the titles, but the one where the little boy was elected president. And oh, yeah. As soon as he became president, he started acting like Donald Trump. <laughs> the Wonderkins. Yeah, yeah. And um, duh. that was very much, it's a good life from the Rod Serling days where it's like, that's a good thing you've done, Anthony, a real good thing. Mm -hmm. Like you just don't want to piss off the kid. Yeah. Except he didn't have superpowers or whatever. He just, he could, he could, he he would fire people if they take them off or whatever. Jessica, have you been watching Twilight Zone? No, I have not. Okay. John, what do you think of it? I like them. Um, I feel like every one of them, for the most part, is almost great. Like there's like <laughs> like there's some aspect um, of pretty much every one of them that just kind of knocks it knocks it off for me. And it's not and it's not the same aspect each time. Like like the uh, the not all men one um, I liked, but the characters the 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 main two women, the like their behavior. I'm like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that if this was happening around you. You wouldn't just be running down the street. If you're, if you crashed your car, you couldn't drive. You get in a different car or something. Mm-hmm. But given mm-hmm. the state of like, and there's, there's always something like that. Um, yeah. And the, um, and I, I did, I, I really liked the. I can't remember the name of it either, but the one with the. Um, the police violence and the video camera. Um, I like the comedian one. I, I like them all to kind of varying degrees. Um, I, I'm definitely, you know, hoping for a second season. I, you know, I'm enjoying it. Um, I guess overall, if I have a complaint, it's that, uh, there's not enough. There's not enough of the Twilight Zoniness. It's not creepy. There's, well, it, not necessarily creepy, but 
magic-y or science fiction or something. Yeah. A lot of it, a lot of it is, is just kind of, um, you know, it's like a what if, but you know, oh, they, yeah. they, they had, they had the aliens. Okay. They had the alien in one. And which is one uh, I don't like. <laughs> it was okay. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was, it was fine. Um, but yeah, a lot of them are just kind of people doing stuff. And that's okay because it's Twilight Zone. It could be anything. Yeah. But I, I personally, I want to see more magic. I want to see more science fiction. Like there was one on a spaceship, and that wasn't even really, well, no spoilers. But it, it, it was that one was pretty good. But and I, and I think my other kind of overall complaint is um, one of the things that I loved about the original Twilight Zone. Is some episodes were half an hour, some episodes were forty minutes, some episodes were a full hour, and I think this show could kind of benefit from that format too. Like some of the stories don't need to be an hour. Some of them, I agree. Some of them, like they've got a good premise and they've got kind of a good ending, and then they kind of stretch it out in the middle. And instead, I would have rather have seen you know two thirty-minute stories. Yeah, that's. I do think uh, Jordan Peele's doing a good job as the narrator. He's kind of he, he's he's not he's not doing it like Rod Sterling because Rod Sterling had like a swagger. Sterling, Sterling okay. excuse Sterling. me, excuse me, Sterling. He uh he had kind of a swagger, you know, when he did the the narrator part or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Jordan Peele's just kind of playing it straight, but whenever he uh whenever he does the opening narration at the end of it, when he says the Twilight Zone, he he does like this little smirk. <laughs> you know, and like mm-hmm. that's that's a good touch. I like that. <laughs> but uh, okay, um, I don't, I don't want to give the impression that I don't like it because I do like it. Um, I just I, I Twilight Zone is a big shoes to fill. So yeah, it's, it's you know true. I'm I'm hoping for more as it continues, I'm, and I I'm, do like the the that the uh, the scary part, the creepy part. Um, for a lot of these is the social commentary of. Oh, I'd imagine this horrible reality, and guess what? That's actually their reality. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love, I love that. That's kind of that's, you know, that's when Jordan Peele hits it out of the park. It's when yeah. he does stuff like that. Um, Jessica, what have you been watching besides Game of Thrones? Oh, well, I've got a bad review. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> someone had recommended to me. Uh, one show because of my interest in Game of Thrones, and it turned out to be terrible. Have any of you seen Rain? I have not, but I've heard of it. Oh, oh Rain man. with a G. Isn't that like on the CW? Uh, you can watch it on Netflix. Okay. So uh, the premise is like Mary, Queen of Scots, and uh, her fallout with Elizabeth. But it is really terrible it is so bad (laughs) and one reason and i looked it up uh random story but my 15 times great-grandfather has a (laughs) spot in it uh and he turned out to be a horrible person so (laughs) in real life and and in the show is not so great so i got away from that one but i started watching norsemen Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Uh-huh, I haven't heard of that. No. Uh, I, I know about it, but I haven't seen it. It's a Viking parody, and it is hysterical. A parody? Yes. <laughs> so it is Vikings that, I mean, it is very Monty Python-esque. Oh, almost. okay. 
with its ridiculousness. And you have to be in the right mood for it. But I'm usually in the mood for that. <laughs> like, at the, in the opening scene, they have where they take the elders out and they believe they're no longer contributing to the group. So they're going to have them do this sacred cliff jump where they don't make it so that they're no longer a burden to their tribe. Oh my goodness. And the first guy, he does it and everybody says, you know what? No, thanks. And it just goes on from like being even more ridiculous from there, but that's the opening (laughs) scene. So I would recommend that one. Is it rain like a historical drama, but made for like, tweens or something like that maybe maybe if it's on the cw then yeah well that's probably that why i didn't like it because it was sold to me pretty big if you like gave pounds and that is not the case that that was was misrepresented to me pretty badly have you watched the tutors yeah i did watch the tutors um i thought they were okay uh it got a, it. It is a little ridiculous in how, um, you know, Henry VIII is played by this incredibly good-looking man. So right. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, so the historical accuracy on that one, you like really you want to see this like bloated jerk who wants to like cut off his wife's heads, you know, right. which would have been a lot more interesting. <laughs> but yeah, I have seen those. It's an alternate timeline. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. All right. John, what have you been watching? Um, I've been watching uh, kind of um, The Colony, which I think was a USA original, but it's on the guy that played Sawyer on Lost. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So basically, um, aliens have come down. They've occupied the Earth, and uh, he's like in like undercover resistance cell kind of thing. And my wife has actually been watching since the beginning. Um, and you know, you know, it's like those shows that when the other person is watching it, you'll watch it, but you're probably not going to watch it on your own, even though it's a good show. Um, so it, it, it falls into that category for it. Like we're in season three and, uh, I'm very interested in what happens. But I'm not going to go back and watch how we got to that point. Even though everything about it is great, writing's great, acting's great. Um, so uh, I would recommend the Colony. You can tell me what happens in seasons one and two. <laughs> get the cliff notes. Uh, get the cliff notes. Yeah. I've been listening to um the Babaverse. Um, <laughs> this is this trilogy of books are basically. Um, this guy um, is killed. Uh, spoiler: He dies in like the first two pages, um, and his consciousness is uploaded to be the AI of the ship in the future. And um, you know, Earth's at war, and he's still him, but he's also got to figure out all these how to solve all these problems for humans. And as the books proceed, they encounter alien life and problems grow, blah, 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 blah. But it's, 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 it's a good series. And um, speaking of good, Good Omens is going to start on Amazon. And I, despite being a Neil Gaiman fan, have actually never read that book. Uh, so, and, and Good Omens is um, 
basically an angel and a demon are kind of friends ish. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's only so many people who've been around since the dawn of time, so. <laughs> it's like co-workers they run into each other at the office yeah, uh, yeah. so they, they've, they've kind of formed this friendship and they both like earth and it's time for the apocalypse and they're kind of trying to stop it because <laughs> they don't want to go it, back yeah they don't, don't want to go back yeah they're like no things are good let's let's let it let it ride um so i'm about i guess halfway through that book i'm trying to Actually, it might be out today. So, like, if it's not out today, no, it starts out. on uh, Friday. The show starts on Friday. The show starts on, okay. It's on, so, th- on the thirty-first, yeah. All right. So, I guess I should hang up and start listening to. No, that's fine. <laughs> listening one ear and podcasting the other. Yeah. Um, I've got well. two movies that I watched over the weekend. Uh, Brightburn. Hmm takes the Superman story and kind of subverts it. So what happens if the Kents find Clark's shuttle and they start raising the baby as their own, but as he grows up, he is not a good little boy that wants to grow up and be a superhero. He's a psychopath that wants to kill people. (laughs) You know, How do you stop someone with Superman's powers? So that's kind of what this movie is about. I mean, they're not playing the Kents, and he's not he's not Clark Kent. He's got a different name and all that. But it's the same story, just told from another perspective. Kind of like if um, if they if you were to open that shuttle and instead of Clark, you found like Damien or Macaulay Culkin from The Good Son or mm-hmm. something like that. You know, so um, he starts. You know, he he kills people with his powers and stuff. So it's a horror movie. But it's not like really, really scary, you know. It's and and the the bad part about it is that the um, the movie didn't have a really big budget, so there's long spanses of the movie where nothing really happens. Which unfortunately, that means that the stuff that does happen, they showed most of it in the trailer. So, so the the trailer it's, kind of kind of ruins some of it for you. But it's not scary. I heard it was really. Scary. It's intense. And it is kind of, there's some jump scares and there's some cringe moments, but I, I'm, it's hard for me to say a movie is scary because it takes a lot to scare me because yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen so much you. stuff, you know, I, I, I can't watch a, a horror movie without knowing, oh yeah, look, they're doing a lot of, they got, the guy's got a lot of corn syrup on him right now, <laughs> you know? So, uh, but my daughter went to see it with some friends and I asked her if she liked it when she got back. She said, no, that movie was so stupid. But you know, I I enjoyed it. So um, so there's that. I give it uh, out of five stars. I gave it three and a half. It's produced by James Gunn, and his brother wrote the script. And um, James Gunn has kind of said that this movie takes place in the same universe as the movie uh, Super that he did several years ago with um, mm. Rain Wilson in it, mm-hmm. and that there may be. He kind of hinted that there may be more movies coming that take place in that same. So you, you, you may, we may get more movie, more horror movies that have like a dark version of some of the classic heroes that we've seen before. So, which would be interesting. So, um, and the other movie that I watch. Okay, if I told you that I watched a movie called Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I want to see that. It looks good. You would automatically think, hey, that sounds stupid. But if oh. <laughs> no, 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 I'm telling you, 
this is the best animated Batman movie that's come out in probably in the last five or six years. That movie was good. And it looks good. If you are if you grew up in the late eighties or early nineties and you like Batman the Animated Series, because it had a lot it really went back to that aesthetic of Batman the Animated Series. They even had the Zeppelins in the sky, you know. And the turtles didn't look like they did in the old cartoon. They looked a little more like the the modern versions of them and stuff, but they still um had I mean they were the turtles. They acted like the turtles. But also when they did the fight scenes they took all the fight scenes like really seriously. So like people got killed <laughs> in these oh, fights wow. and stuff. And mm-hmm. I mean, you see, when you think Shredder is in an armor that's covered in knives, he uses those knives in this movie, you know. So, um, but it's still it's got a lot of comedy in it too because it's got the Ninja Turtles in it. So, but I I really enjoyed that movie. And the, the, I mean, the, the, the plot is that the turtles go to Gotham City and Batman finds them and thinks that there are some kind of monsters, so he's fighting them. Until he realizes that, um, don't they, tell me. I'm not telling you. I'm telling you the plot, not the. I, I don't want to know the plot. You had <laughs> so me at Batman versus like... the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> okay, I won't say any more. <laughs> Batman is there, and the Ninja Turtles are there. So, um, okay. He jumps to a conclusion. Basically, is the plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Let's uh let's talk about Game of Thrones. Reptilist. <laughs> they're amphibious. Yes. They are amphibious. They're, they they make a point of saying that they're not amphibians. They're amphibious. They're still reptiles. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, Game of Thrones season eight. Let's, I guess go around the table and let's uh, kind of give a quick overall review, and then we'll kind of talk about more some of the the talking points of the season. Um, Jessica, have you, you've watched Game of Thrones since the very beginning? I have, yes. Okay. So what did you think of season eight overall? Um, overall, I would say that it could definitely have been better. Um, cinematically, great. It did some really great things. Uh, it felt rushed. You know, a lot of people feel that way. Um, we got a lot less dialogue than we get. I think there's been, you know, a pretty significant downward trend in that where we've relied on these big epic moments of seeing a dragon fly or somebody being lit on fire. And all that is cool, but it didn't help tie up some things that we all wanted to hear or have, <laughs> you know, explained to us in some way of how they've reached the conclusions that they did. And I think the easiest way to have done that would have been to have the characters talk more, um, <laughs> which they didn't <laughs> at all, really. And I don't have a problem with a lot of what happened with, you know, a lot of people had a problem with Arya killing the Night King. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with Jon Snow going to live up in the real north, as Tormund would say. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with Bran being the king. I just feel like we we had some plot holes that unfortunately we didn't get filled in. And I I I don't know if any of you watched the the last watch the HBO documentary mm-hmm. that I, they had this week. He, yeah, it's worth it's worth watching just because it's a reminder of all the effort that was put into it, and that there were thousands of people working on this and. 
whether or not the writing was up to where it should have been, there were a lot of people trying to make it as good as they they could with what they had. And so I don't, I'm not one of the like sign the petition people. Yeah. <laughs> because that just seems mean. And that came out before it was even over. So how did you, I mean, how would you <laughs> yeah, really? know to do that? Yeah. That, that seemed pretty unfair. But um, I think that they could have, I do think that it was a little disappointing. Um, and I think that we could, oh, my cat. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> hopefully he doesn't do that again. I, I do think that we kind of deserved a little bit different with the writing. And so that's kind of where I am with it. Virginia, you just started watching the show like in the last month or so, right? Um, I had watched the first, uh, when they originally aired, I had watched up through, um, the middle of season five and then I stopped watching at that point and then caught up with everything since then yeah like in the last couple months okay well what'd you think of the finale i mean the the, the the last season um i i really enjoyed parts of it but it wasn't the ending wasn't as satisfying as i hoped it would be um and i agree with uh with what some of jessica said about it being too rushed and i know they were working from limited material because there's no books to really you know build the background or the background of the characters on or their actions or whatever um but yeah i still um i just like i just wish some things had been done a little bit differently to like answer some of the questions that we probably all have yes okay what about you john um Jessica basically said everything. <laughs> <laughs> Completely agree. Um, and, and I'm not even particularly curious. Uh, my feeling on like m- movies and shows is, you know, you're you're telling me a story, and if you choose to omit something from this story. And it doesn't really affect the plot. Okay, fine. It might be a choice I don't agree with, but I don't. I don't really get upset over it. Okay, okay. Well, it's, all right. It's a missed opportunity, but whatever. Um, I what is that satisfied? I guess I was satisfied with the ending. I was satisfied with the ending. Um, you know, uh, I liked you know where the Starks ended up. Um, I like where the kingdom seemed to be. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, again, I, I mean, it's you know, people have just been like shedding over. It. Like, oh, it's the worst. Well, no, it's not <laughs> that bad. It's okay. You know the thing. Yeah, but it's just okay. I think it, it's just okay, and that's and that's. You know, and that's the curse of being phenomenal for so long. Mm-hmm. When you drop down to just pretty good, it seems terrible. This, I mean, if if this were the first season, if this were a new show, and this was the first season of that show, people would be like, holy shit, did you see that dragon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be, mm-hmm. It'd be great. But the thing is, it's, you know, it's laid 
all of these tracks. It's it's built this foundation. It's it's took all this time to tell this story, and uh, you know, in the in the final stretch, you know, instead of giving me, you know, a concert, you know, I'm getting you know guys playing on the subway. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it. Those guys are great. They got the drums and he's singing and he's he's on point. He's got the saxophone. He's great. But I thought I was going to see, you know, thought I was going to see a performance at the Met. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I think that's what people are upset. Well, yeah, I'm not going to speak for other people because a lot of people are idiots. So <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are upset about stupid things. I, 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 and again, like I said, Jessica it was on point with, I don't have a problem with Are You Killing the King. I don't have a problem with, I, I guess for me, and I said this to um, my wife when we watched it, for the, 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 the finale needed, obviously we're deep into spoilers, the finale needed Danny to die, mm-hmm. and it needed John to kill her. Yes. And pretty much aside from that, I would have been upset if Tyrion died, but I didn't need him to live. I would have. I didn't really care who ended up on the Iron Throne. I mean, I, it for me, and that's maybe why I'm fine with it. It satisfied those two things. If one or one of the other of those things had gone some other way, it would have felt wrong. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just maybe being a bad decision, it would have been an incorrect decision, in my opinion. So as long as they did those two things, I it's fine. It's fine. Good. <laughs> uh, listeners, if you hear us giggling every once in a while, it's because Jessica's cat really wants to be on the show. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> if you if you go and go to our YouTube uh, page, you can see Jessica trying to wrangle her cat while we're <laughs> while we're talking, and the tail just waving in front of the camera every once in a while. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> I didn't. Okay, I don't know if the if I felt like the last season was rushed as much as I felt like a lot of the characters were acting out of character. Like they they yeah. did things that did not match who they had been for the seven seasons up to this. Like like Tyrion is a really smart guy, so. You know that the Night King raises people from the dead. Why go yes. hide in the crypt? Why would you right. do that? <laughs> or at least be prepared for it. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. you know what? All right, let's um, let's try this format. I am going to be the uh, the devil's advocate. I'm going to put the positive spin. Whatever you guys got to shoot at me. I'm going to try to do it. And it's not even that I particularly believe it. I just think it would be an interesting thing. It would be an interesting thought experiment. So, uh, Tyrion and the Crypt. Uh, you know, I could say he didn't think of it, because I didn't think of it. Maybe he didn't know that maybe only... Th- nobody knows the rules of the Night King. I thought of it's, it. And as soon as they said, yeah, we're going to go hide in the Crypt. I'm like, You're going to go hide in the what? Me Why? too. I immediately <laughs> thought that that was a bad uh, idea. Was just me. I didn't think of it at all. Because <laughs> I thought maybe maybe it's only the freshly dead that he can raise. They don't know, but yes, they should have thought of it. But it's also it's their most secure location. So that's that's what they were thinking. Okay, well that's the safest place. Because if they hadn't been in the crypt, they definitely would have died. <laughs> they definitely would have died. That's true. Yeah. You know they would have 
but they would have died in the onslaught. The only reason they're alive, frankly, is because they were in that crypt. He didn't raise them until almost the end of the battle. Yeah. Right. It so, just might have been nice to have a soldier in front of each one of those tombs, you know, ready to. Yeah, yeah, that would have made sense. Have any soldiers to spare? Or <laughs> it'd just be surrounded with some kind of dragon glass when, as soon as it popped out, that it would not be a sure. problem anymore. Easy fixes if you're supposed to be, a, you know, as smart as Tyrion it was supposed to be. <laughs> supposed to be, yeah, yeah. The, uh, so, the, the writers claim that George R.R. R. Martin told them like four years ago how this was all supposed to end and that they pretty much stuck to that blueprint, which makes me wonder if now that so many fans have come out and not been satisfied by the ending, if that means George R.R. R. Martin's going to do something else in his books and try to come out smelling like a rose. <laughs> See, I, 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 I hope so. You have a lot more to work with when writing to explain the characters' decisions and actions than you yeah, do in, too. you know, nine hours of television or whatever we got. Yeah, it doesn't cost him millions of dollars to change a paragraph. Mm-hmm. But it would, <laughs> like it would cost to reshoot something. <clears throat> and I don't, just given interviews I've seen of him, I don't get the sense that he would do that. He He's going to tell the story in a better way. You know? Well, that, I believe that outline has been circulated around the internet before, correct? Probably. Um, because it's the one that I have seen has the, the people that are alive at the end were the same people that were alive on that outline I saw a yeah. while back. So I don't know. It was, you know, but it was very bare just that these people are going to be alive at the end. This person will be on the Iron Throne. That's pretty much. Yeah. It. And see, and I was fine with with Bran being the king because I, I like, like you said, John, I didn't really care who wound up on the throne because watching the show it wasn't even about that to me because up until just the last couple of seasons i was kind of thinking well none of them's going to wind up on the throne because everything is going to be destroyed and they're going to destroy themselves this whole thing is about them destroying themselves but um but that's not what happened but bran yeah i mean he's as good of a choice as any of the rest of them um, I did not want him to be king. I think that's a <laughs> well, terrible idea. Well, he didn't want to be king either. <laughs> that's the point. Like, he said a couple of episodes, maybe last season or something, where they're like, you know, what do you want to do? And he's like, I don't want. And, like, you have to want something good for your people. You have to, like, want, the, like, want to participate in society as a whole. Instead of just going off to warg and find the dragon that's going to come back and destroy you, I didn't. Well, then be the secretary of state or whatever. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't take it as I have no emotion. I don't want. I took it as I don't have desire, which has been the you know the poison that all these kings and queens and everybody vying for the throne oh, is because they crave more and more and more and he doesn't he is content i think the problem with Bran being on the throne was that he has been a very absent character for Mm -hmm. several several episodes now and we had such a cool storyline with him to begin with i mean he was north of the wall for a very long time he was he became a three-eyed raven he can warg which in the books the other starks can do 
but he mm. is the only Stark that is able to do it in the show, which they did not do in that very opportune moments, you know, yeah, showing yeah, yeah. that ability and then being like, but we don't do this. I can see things, but I'm not going to tell you things. I mean, it was just a very frustrating with how powerful is Bran. Um, I think the character in the book is going to have a lot more um, magic to him than we got to see. So it's like we started that track and then we started him as like, oh, he is more of, um, you know, a very selfless, no desires kind of person. We'll start him down this track. And he could have been both, but they didn't meet very well. Mm-hmm. We don't know who he is in the, in the last season. We don't we don't understand the Three-Eyed Raven. We really don't understand, except for a few things that Sam says about him knowing everything, why the Night King had to kill him. But we don't know really what the Night King was doing yeah. either, you know? Yeah. So there were a lot of... I think Bran actually was the perfect person to end up on the throne. But we needed more of him in previous episodes, I feel like, to all feel good about that. To just understand him better. There were definitely a lot of unanswered questions um which i that i'm not really a big fan of series finales anyway i know i've kind of talked about this in the last few episodes because you tend to develop a show and you may develop a show with several teams of writers one team takes over from another and they do different things and then when you get to the end of the show well you've got to wrap all this stuff up yeah i think one of the one of the worst ideas was for HBO to give the show only six episodes for its last season. Yes, I, I agree. think they probably did that because they had they wanted to use the same budget, but do it in less episodes so they could have more effects and stuff like that. But I think they, they should just increase the budget for that last season or something. And I mean, they were going to get the viewers, so. It's the most know. popular show that's ever been. Yeah, yeah. Viewers. yeah. But then, like a third of the people that watch it are downloading it illegally, anyways. That's true. <laughs> so they're not that's making true. any money off of them. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, the the last three episodes were longer than an hour, but still, I think that if you had a full uh, ten episode run for that <coughs> last season, you would have had a lot more time to. Um, to tell the story. Yeah, we would maybe have gotten to actually see Daenerys turn mad, you mm-hmm. know, instead yeah. of just losing two people and then having... I mean, that's a big difference. She burned down a city and murdered thousands of people. Yeah. And we had spent several other seasons building her up into something different with maybe a little bit of an anger issue. But yeah. that, you know, we, that was a big leap to make. Yeah, let's talk about Daenerys for a few minutes because... Um, John, you were about to say something. Go ahead. I was, yeah, I was gonna probably say what she just said, and probably what you're about to say. Like they, they could have done it in six episodes. I think um, they just, they just, did it, they did it the wrong way. They like, didn't talk. They, they, well, they could have, they could have shown Daenerys could have snapped in those same six episodes, but made it slightly more gradual they could have done it in that same amount of time just make some of her decisions a little harsher make some of her behavior a little more erratic and at that critical moment when the bells are ringing 
and the soldiers have laid down their arms and, and you know, she's sitting on the dragon. She could have, they could have, the show could have had her head just straight for the red keep and torch it, burn it to the ground. Because at that point you're thinking, okay, well, she's she wants to destroy the red keep. I get it because that's where Cersei is. And then have kind of the bloodlust take over. And maybe she's she doesn't really stop. And I mean, not just strafe the city, but be way more destructive than she needs to be. You know, where she just pummels and, and maybe she doesn't care if the dragon's killing people. Maybe she doesn't, you know, she she's clearly not, you know, if it's not this light switch. If it's more of a dimmer <laughs> where, where, you know, it's still she still gets from A to B. But, you know, it's you see more of the steps along the way. Uh, see, I, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I think Daenerys has been telling us like who she is for seasons now. Like, I mean, she's, she's not a great person. Right. So. Let, me, let me, let me, let me also say, I don't necessarily have a problem with how they did it, but okay. I think they could have done it better. Gotcha. Because uh, I've, I've been hearing a lot. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. And I'm like, this came out of nowhere. No, it didn't come out of nowhere. Like, I get it. I, and like I said, I, I mean, like I said before, I don't really have a problem. I don't think they did anything wrong because they did the two things I needed them to do. But from a storytelling aspect, I think they could have done it better. Yeah, she yeah. has always, she has, ever since season one, you know, she has executed people that get in her way. Uh, a lot, and but it's usually just a person here, a person there. It's oh, it's not... a person that you want executed anyway. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. The, the 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 problem with this time is that a lot of these people, yes, yeah, she saw them as they were and opposing her, but they were innocent. They were women, children, people that just live there. And uh, when you get to that point. Is something's got to be done. I mean, you can't... She's she's just as bad as Cersei at that point. Right. And, and all of this is under the auspices of we know Targaryens go crazy. And, and yeah. it's like, she... she you know, we, everyone thought that she would be the exception to the rule. No, it turns out she's not. So, yeah. you know, her going crazy is foreshadowed, you know, from the moment you find out she's a Targaryen and the Targaryens go crazy. Like, so... The fact that she seemed like she might have been okay doesn't negate that foundation. And that sitting on the back of that dragon makes her feel powerful. And she went into King's Landing planning to roast some people. And when she heard that bell, she's like, oh, darn it. Now I'm not going to get to roast people. I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) Yeah. And the three people who maybe could have talked her out of it have in one way they you know died died rejected her so yeah. she's like you know mm-hmm. f you f you f you yeah and like, the, there's no you cool. no technically king's landing didn't really surrender because i i think that jamie's the one that was ringing that bell no wasn't it in a different like building yes he didn't he he want the way they cut it made it seem like he was going up to ring the bell. He would have rung the bell, I think. But the soldiers surrendered. 
and they began yeah, they threw crying. Their down. Yeah, yeah, they they were crying. Ring the bell, ring the bell, ring the bell. And Danny heard that, so you know, the somebody rang the bell. I don't think it was Jamie, but the soldiers clearly surrendered before she started. You know, the barbecue. So, uh, so John basically has Danny look at the flowers. <laughs> if you get the mm-hmm. Walking Dead reference, <laughs> and uh, executes her. Um, well, I think that was important to happen. Yeah. Um, we, 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 we knew as soon as we found out who John was that they couldn't both live through the end. Um, that seemed fairly obvious. Uh, I do think that it could have been something cooler. I um, I like the idea of... I mean, the Starks have basically taken over Westeros and the North. And I would have liked the idea of it being something a little more purposeful. Um, someone had posted a video on Twitter of them editing where actually Bran wargs into Danny for a few minutes and has her back <laughs> to that way. Oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. And I was think, and then I was thinking that would have been a much cooler way to show that, you know, still we don't know if it's someone good or bad on the iron throne like what does it matter right Right, yeah yeah um and it could have if we were going to skip as far as it was to she was going to burn down the city we could have had something cool like that happen and i think that there was an element that was missing where if how did bran end up end up on the throne i think especially with his statement at the end was you know why do you think i'm here if he would have been a little more involved in the destruction no, the city, and then you don't really think of him as benevolent anymore. Um, he, he's just a Stark protecting his family in a different way, which I really like that idea because it kind of comes from the books as the Starks are a very ancient family. They were around before the Wall is, and they've almost been annihilated. And so for them to come back really strong, you know, I mean, the whole show is like kind of premise on winter is coming and the North remembers and to have that kind of like a revenge thing at the end, I think would have been really great, especially knowing that <coughs> she probably was going to kill John, you know, had she had really any, I mean, any excuse to kill him, she was going mm-hmm. to do it. So yeah. having that preemptively happen, I feel like would have been cool. I haven't, I haven't read the books, but I would have hated that. <laughs> oh, I would have loved that so I much. Hated, I would have hated that. From the depths of my being. Did you guys see because, the meme? Did you guys see the meme where uh, it said that Bran is like the guy on your uh, project team that just sits back and doesn't do anything the whole semester, and then he gets yeah. the he gets all the credit. <laughs> yes, but in the books and in the show, it would have been so great to have him do more. Yeah, yeah. To have him I, do I'm, those I'm all, things. I'm all for him doing more, or even because there's points where he wargs and you don't know what he went to do. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well. Just show us what he did. You don't have to even, you know, you don't even have to explain it necessarily. Just show me where he went. Why would you leave in the midst of the great battle with the Night King? Um, you know, go organ. You're in. You're you're in the birds. You're going somewhere. We don't see where the birds go. You know, fine. And then you come back because clearly, you know, when it's time to come back, what'd you do? There's, I mean, there's. Uh, those are the like stuff like that. I'm I am a fan. I'm a big fan of a like. 
I'm cool with, a, with an overarching storyline, but give me a contained season. If you put it in this season, you know, have a reason for it. Why would he? Why would he even? What was the point of showing him work at all? If we right. Don't see what mm-hmm. he, he could have just been sitting there. That would have been fine. That would have been fine. Or if he's gonna warg. You know, maybe you go see what they're doing in the ships around uh, the castle, maybe. Maybe you go see, <laughs> hey, guess what? They've got dragon-killing arrows. That'd be good to know. Maybe yeah. you warg into a yeah. dragon, and then you don't get hit by the arrows. Maybe you do. You warg into the mountain, and you go kill... You've got... That's what I'm saying. Like, what was the point of showing him warg when you don't really show him warg? You know? Yeah, I agree. That's like, you know... And I feel like that would have explained more if he had been more of a force in bringing Daenerys down. It would have explained why she didn't know Euron was waiting for her <laughs> um, to shoot down her dragon. Because he can sit, rank and go anywhere and see anything. Yeah. Why is he not? Why is he not more helpful? <laughs> yeah. He is wasting his superpower in, uh, in a military context. Why does she not realize that? It was possible somebody was going to be there with the scorpion because they'd already used it once. The Night oh. King had already used it and killed one of her dragons. Obviously, they've got that that weaponry, and then uh, she, just, she just the Night King. There I think just I think the, then the Night King just throw a throw. A yeah, I Yeah, he just used superpowers. Yeah, oh, he didn't they, shoot they, it out of the scorpion. Had, okay, no, no, no they, he they, just they, threw it. They had a scorpion <laughs> in a previous battle, and I think. One of the dragons was wounded, but I they just had, the one. yeah, they just had the one, and it was barely effective. So she was, she was, you know, she was cocky and overconfident. Because in the next episode, they've got fifteen of them, and she flies in and destroys all of them. She's ready for them. Then, well, you, you know, you could have kept your second dragon if you <laughs> if you'd been ready for it the first time. But you know, well, you have to attack from a certain angle. Because they can't really point up very well. They don't maneuver very well. So once you got that knowledge, I'm spinning, I'm spinning. Once yeah. you got that knowledge, <laughs> she, you know, you saw, you saw she attacks from the sun. She came in at a high angle. Like, they, they can't, they don't have any aerial capability at all, you know. And they can't turn the things really quickly. So, yeah, if you know where the dragon's coming from and you're all aimed at where the dragon's coming from, you can kill the dragon. But once a dragon knows where you are and you can't move, then you're screwed. Yeah, and and I feel like we didn't get to see a lot of the dragon's intelligence. I mean, we hear, I believe Tyrion says at one point about how they might be smarter than humans. So it's obvious we could have had something where Drogon was, I, I don't know, just in some ways we that was relayed to us in a way that dragons learn quickly. And yeah. that he's not going to be, I mean, that he's looking for these things now, you know. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, it's something that we can, you know, probably assume. But just like the other creature, like the dire wolves and things like that, a lot of it, while we did get to see more um, more of the dragons than the dire wolves, obviously, that their magic was suppressed a little bit, I guess. Um, and knowing how, what their capabilities were. Yeah, the only, the only indication that Drogon is not just... Like, you know, a really smart dog was when he burns the throne at the end. Yeah. Because, at yeah. least to me, because I took that as he understands what this represents and that this is what got 
his queen killed, his mother killed. <laughs> and like you know so I I would have it didn't necessarily bother me that we didn't see it before then you know I guess you could call it kind of almost like a twisty kind of surprise but it would have been nice I guess to have it confirmed one way or the other uh, I'm fine with an ambiguous ending but it, you know unambiguous is nice too I had a bigger problem with Jamie Lannister's story arc this season than anybody else. Because I don't have a problem with it at all. Me either. He's a crackhead. I don't. I He's don't a have a problem crackhead. with it. I have a problem. I had a problem with Euron being so goofy at the end and saying, <laughs> I killed Jamie Lannister. You know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Just like yeah. that was... That moment, there were a few moments in the final episode where I actually got angry. That was one of them. The other one was when Sam laid out the book. We're calling it A Song of Ice and Fire. And I that was <laughs> no. yeah. that I wanted to scream at the TV. Like, that is the cheesiest, most terrible thing I have seen. I cannot believe you guys. It would only that. be worse if he had come in and said, "Look, I'm calling it a Game of Thrones." I know it was so bad and unnecessary. So I don't have a problem with what happened to Jamie. I kind of like that he went back to Cersei. I, I, I'm a little sad that their death was so, I don't know. Um, in the end, she actually had a pretty nice death. She died with the one person that loved her, you know, yeah, you know no yeah. matter what. And I don't know. We were kind of, but she didn't have any lines this season. Yeah, yeah. So her, her, her thing was bothered me more than Jamie's, I guess. Yeah, she just kind of she just kind of stood there and looked. Uh, Drank her wine. Yeah, <laughs> looked out the window. Opens. Yeah, looked, it was just looked like Maleficent. And yeah, <laughs> she okay. So I guess I just thought Jamie his his he was kind of at a turning point and he was kind of turning good and then just all of a sudden he decides you know what nah screw it I'm going back to her. I'm just <laughs> not sure yeah. that what he did wasn't good. I'm not sure that I feel like it might have been the kindest thing he thought he could do for someone that he cared about that had no one. Um, it just doesn't seem good to us because we all like Brienne and it seemed like that was working out. But really, and and she writes this in the book, you know, uh, he died protecting his queen or whatever. And there, that, I don't know. I don't have a problem with him doing that. I do have a problem with him basically getting on the horse and telling Brienne he was off the way that he was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That seemed really cold and harsh, which is not what we wanted to see from him. But him going to, like, protect someone he had loved the majority of his life, even though it's gross. Um, <laughs> it, I don't know. I actually kind of liked that he did that. If you look in that scene when Tyrion goes down into the Red Keep and finds their bodies... You realize that if they had just moved ten feet over to the right, they would not have been killed. There were no, there were no rocks there. I mean, there was a big open space with no rocks. <laughs> yeah, they would have been fine. I know that was supposed to be a big emotional scene, but honestly, it didn't seem that way to me at all. I didn't feel anything for Tyrion when he was crying over that pile of rubble. So, I. It just was odd to me that he had, I don't know, just like you said, that that one part. And so much of the Red Keep was intact at the end. Like, their table was there. The book was there. It just yeah. seemed super well, was, odd. I, 
I figured that was weeks later, and they cleaned up a little bit. Uh, it's like the build, the building meant to kill them in particular. We're going to yeah. kill you. We're going to fall in right here. Uh, right. I, I, <laughs> I want to hear uh, Virginia weigh in on the Jamie Lannister thing, because uh, I want her Jamie, to say it before I say it. <laughs> Jamie's been irredeemable since day one. He pushed Bran out the window. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Never redeemable. It doesn't matter how nice he is. <laughs> Or how good things he does, he's a piece of crap, and he will always be a piece of crap. Even the good things he do, he does, doesn't outweigh the bad things. So it was totally in character for him to go back to Cersei and treat Brienne like crap. He may have been extra brutal so that Brienne would be like, "Screw this guy! I'm gonna forget all about him and never think of him again." Um, oh, so you yeah, think that yeah. he was like he was like old yeller, old yellering her? <laughs> Well, yeah, he really wanted to go back to Cersei, but he didn't want Brienne to pine away for him. Yeah. If he's extra mean to her, then she's going to be like, F- him, I don't care. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, That's the uh, first time I've ever had to bleep Virginia. <laughs> not the first time I've ever had to bleep Virginia. <laughs> it's kind um, of train song, bleep Virginia. No, <laughs> You know, actually, be pretty funny if someone if you played Meet Virginia and you bleeped it every time they said meet, it'd be hilarious. <laughs> she doesn't care a thing about that. Hey, she thinks I'm beautiful, Virginia. Um. So I, I <laughs> yeah, I'm totally misread where Virginia was going. <laughs> I think I was going. I don't. I don't. I don't think that he's irredeemable. Necessarily, I do think he's. I do think he was old, yellowing her, as you say. I do think he's like you know, I'm a, you know I'm a bad boy. You don't want none of this kind of thing. <laughs> but I, you know, I don't necessarily think you're like. Well, he's trying to do something kind for the person he loved. I don't even think it was that conscious a decision. It's it's. He loves her. He is addicted to Cersei. And just because he was in rehab for a while, you know, <laughs> and he's got his chip, <laughs> doesn't mean he's not going to fall off the wagon when things are, like, at the worst, you know, at their worst. The chips are down. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Sorry. Okay. So Tyr- Tyrion tells Jamie. Uh, this is how you get into the castle. Go in through the, go in through here and go through the Red Keep and all that, and you go to the castle and get her and, and, and escape with her. And, and I'm like, if you know a secret way to get in, then why are you storming the gate? <laughs> well, it's easy to sneak two people in and out by gate. Yeah. Not so easy with twenty thousand. You you right. could have snuck a couple of assassins in and, uh, well, and taken out the queen. Well, I think he was really worried about it at that point. Yeah, they, like, that's why he was saying, like, this is going to happen. It's, the city is going to fall tomorrow. I mean, I think yeah. he had a pretty good... It didn't and really matter. And he wasn't in charge. You know, maybe he would have done that, but it was clear that Daenerys wanted to show off her dragon power. Yeah. yeah. No, he, she the, wouldn't the, have the, been the satisfied. Most, yeah, the most he could hope for was to rein in how much destruction. But, like, you know... 
so let's talk about what happened in that uh, in that finale. So, uh, I mean, we already talked about John killing Arya. What do you think about John the, didn't kill Arya? I mean, John killed Daenerys. I'm sorry. That yeah, that would have been bad. That would have been Arya. Riot, <laughs> there would have been many broken TVs. Nobody oh, can yeah. kill Arya. Arya Arya does the killing. She doesn't get killed. She is the one who knocks. Yeah, she is. Um, yeah, because I, I put a uh, I put a meme on Facebook when um, when the episode came out where she killed the Night King, and it had her jumping and coming at the Night King and with her sword, and it said uh, Leroy Jenkins. Oh my god! <laughs> but um, okay, so what did you guys think about where a lot of those characters ended up, uh, other than Bran and? Uh, so John, John gets sent to the wall again, but he they send him to the wall because the Unsullied basically demanded it. It's either he goes to the wall or he's executed. But and then, then the Unsullied the, sell away. But yeah, so. and the Unsullied are leaving, so it doesn't matter. You, yeah, let's just okay, just just wait just a minute. When they leave, <laughs> you know, it's fine. You, yeah. We can do whatever. Yes, but, but they John send him there, and then. Yeah, like, I'm sure they got spies. Think. They got spies. I think that as far as John leaving, it was a really. I mean, he. If <laughs> anyone had a um, hereditary claim to the throne, it really is him. Not just mm-hmm. because he's Targaryen, but Stark on one side, and the Starks are. You know, I mean, they're one of the few nobles left. So it was really symbolic to me to see. You know, he's been. He is probably the the one with the best claim to the throne all the way around, even more so than Gendry, um, because he's got it from both sides, mm-hmm. because now his sister is going to be uh, Queen of the North. Yeah. But uh, so it, to me, it was more symbolic of it was like, OK, well, now we have, you know, the biggest claim to the throne now going into a land where there are no kings. And I liked that. Um, I thought that was pretty meaningful as far as what they were trying to do with, you know, I mean, they're just a few hops, skips, and jumps away from parliamentary system where they, you know, yeah. they're like England. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what they're working on. Even though I really did hate that Sam, like, basically broke, brought up, let's have a democracy, and everybody yeah. laughed. Everybody laughed at him. I thought I that know. was hilarious, actually. I, I like that. I couldn't stand it. It was Poor so cheesy. Sam. And I couldn't stand when... Um, the Tully guy. God, it was just like cringe moments for me. That oh, it was just like we needed it. so yeah. much important dialogue there, then we got silly. And so I was disappointed with that, but yeah. There's um, really no reason why Sam should still be alive. <laughs> no. He, he should have. Yeah. yeah. He should have. I mean, he would have. Sam has earned that life. He would have been killed at the Battle of Winterfell. See, he should have been down in the crypt protecting people where he would be yeah. useful, not running around like trying to fight he, with all these people. He, he fought like everybody else. Why all on Sam? Sam did his job. He got what his killed. Huh? He got what's his name killed? Uh, the Night's Watch uh, Ed guy. He didn't get him oh, killed. Yes. It was a battle. Uh, I mean, he knew he He's... was a weak link and he probably shouldn't be where he was out. Uh, you know, I, I disagree. The... <laughs> I disagree with you. Yeah, be he... wrong if you want. I'm just, no, I'm mean, just kidding. He, he's not the strongest fighter, no. But he has fought and killed 
the uh, well, that's I, the same argument that he made, and he ended yeah, he did he did kill and a White Walker, right. but he but he did right. it accidentally. Was, <laughs> this yeah. is not okay, but this is not a time where this was straight up an all hands on deck kind of thing. You know, if uh, is he the best fighter? No, but is he a fighter? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he it, could be in the crypt. But yeah, I mean, and he's supposed to be super smart, and he didn't think of that either. He thought of it. He declined. Yeah, the the, the episode in the the Battle of Winterfeld, I had a problem with the, a lot of it because you had a battle that big, and only one of your main characters gets killed. You know, um, they killed more than one. The, uh, not of the main characters. Theon was the only one that got killed. Uh, Jorah got killed. Who? Jorah? Jorah. Sir Jorah? Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, and, Le- uh, Leanna Mormont, the giant killer. Yes. She was a main character, but I love her. She was She's awesome. great. I didn't have uh, an issue with how few main characters were killed, because I figured, you know, there's still episodes left and there are more characters going to die, which they did, so, I mean, whatever. Um, I did, like... <laughs> You know, they 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 get the real fuzzy math with the numbers of uh, the unsullied, uh, yeah. the unsullied, yeah. and, and the uh, uh, the Thraki. Like they wiped out half of us. They wiped out all of us. So now we're all back. Like, well, okay, how many are there? You know, you could you could have done that with soldiers because nobody knows how many soldiers. Are. We we don't whatever. Yeah, the guy in the suit is a guy in the suit, but I know what a what a Dothraki looks like, and I know what an Unsullied looks like. And if you tell me if I see all the Dothraki right off in the first wave yeah. and their lights yeah. go out, okay, that's probably all the Dothraki. I was, or most of them, but like when they get to the when they get back to the city, they, you know, they got a horde again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they got yeah, extra. They got you know husband in the army, like if. Does this seem like a good plan to run everybody out to play on the horse? You know, because I think his military, you know, experience with it, he was like, mm, no. I just, I mean, that was fun. And, and that's that's the kind of stuff that like annoys it drives me. Drives me crazy because it's like, dude, could we not just ask one person with like, you know, some expertise in how you know a battle? Well, even. Even the, you know, they, they attack on horseback. Oh, that's their thing. Fine. Okay. Is it the best plan? Maybe not, but that's their thing. That's how they fight. Fine. But don't but just, separate them so far from the group when and you just, know. And just the, be consistent. I liked the Battle of Winterfell, except oh. for a few, like, just that oh. crazy thing with the Dothraki charge to me was bad, but. Um, I liked it for the most well, part. Well, and, and they, um, I'm, I'm okay with it. And again, they were emboldened. They're like, "Oh, we got magical fire!" Like they, you know, they, and they've never seen that. They don't, you know, they felt confident. And then they, if you really needed that fire so bad, then why didn't you start it before you started the battle? Because they didn't it, know like, they were, like they it was a big deal. It. They well, they set up that they needed. I mean, they put they put fuel in the in the oh the trench trench fire. yeah. And then they couldn't get the fire started. I'm like, well, why didn't you start it before? Because they would have to get close. Like Maybe they, they were worried it would burn too quickly. Yeah. And you got to have Melisandre come in and start it with magic. I I did like, you know, a lot of people have a problem with Arya and the Night King, and I actually really liked it because it still doesn't mean that John didn't save everything. 
everyone. I mean, he ran around advocating for this cause, you know, for seasons that this was going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. The Night King was coming, and to say that he didn't still save the world basically is ridiculous. Because um, he didn't kill that, that one person. Because he, he didn't kill the one person. I mean, it was the one person that you had to kill, but he set up everything in motion so that that could actually happen. So, I mean, it, we had to do something like that with Arya, or her character would have been just as frustrating as anything else, I believe, because she spent all that time training in Bravos, And I'm, I'm frustrated a lot as, as much as with the working with Bran that she didn't in the final season put on somebody's face mm-hmm. and trick somebody. Why couldn't yeah. you trick somebody's face? I don't know why. I, I was hoping that she would kill Grey Worm and wear his face for something. Wow. Um, but... <laughs> That didn't happen uh, because I mean we kind of realize that, that Grey Worm his he's not necessarily a good person he's like he's loyal to a fault mm-hmm. to the point where he won't also go along with like murdering people yeah. so we have um, there was an opportunity there to do something like that and we we didn't do it but it was nice to see that in some way all of her training paid off because if it would have just been to kill Walter Frey that would have been not i mean i realized that he did the red wedding and killed her mother and all that but still it was she could have taken care of all those people with poison and not worn a face it would have been nice for her to to see that actually be very needed at some point at the end and we didn't get that <laughs> yeah there was a lot of speculation that that she did it and we just didn't see it or something like that but it doesn't it doesn't count if you don't see it yeah yeah, if you don't see it and no one mentions it, then yeah. no. Even if she put on one of cat. the, it would have been cool if she put on one of the White Walkers' faces or something like something. that. See, I think that would have been a terrible idea because <laughs> you don't know White Walker rules. That might, you know, maybe zombie rules. Maybe you get it on you and you're stuck. You're like, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I didn't even particularly want this, but it would have been cool. I agree if. Um, I think I heard someone suggest that. And uh, by the way, everybody who's losing their shit because, oh, Arya, where'd she come from? Now all of a sudden she can do it. Yes. She's an assassin. All of a sudden, sudden, after three years of training as an assassin, she can kill people. But yeah, nobody saw her coming. No. Because she's an assassin. (laughs) I'm right here with you. A girl can kill zombies, yes. As assassin magic. She's the thief in your party, and she can do shit you can't do. It's get over it. Yeah, she's amazing. I, I forgot where I was going with it. Oh, right. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if she had wanted, like, I, I'd heard a suggestion that, like, um, like if Jamie got killed, like she was gonna wear his face and go kill Cersei, or I, uh, yeah, I, I think the way Cersei died was again missed opportunity. It was fine. It was fine. They died together. Fine. Pretty much from the time that he, that uh, Tyrion let him out of the tent, I knew that that's how they were going to die. Fine. Dying each other's arms, killed at the same time. Fine. But uh, he, yeah, it's it's another one of those times where they could have done something cool with it, but instead they just kind of didn't. They did something that was fine. Instead of something that was awesome. 
I liked the Clegane Bowl that we eventually got to see. Um, that was that was a good ending. That was good. I, I didn't like how Kyburn died. I wanted him to die and be killed by the mountain, but he didn't <laughs> even know it was coming and it was over with too quick. Like I yeah. wanted, you know, I wanted yeah, a I little perfect. finger moment yeah. where he's afraid of what he's done. And he got off way too easy. I mean, he was just, his brain was pulped, like, um, you know, immediately. And that was a little disappointing. But it was nice that, you know, Frankenstein was killed by his monster. It's pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing with Arya uh, getting that close to Cersei, it seemed a little out of can- I know why they did it, because, you know, they just needed her to not die right then or something. But uh, the... It seemed out of character for her to turn around and, and go back when she's that close. She knew yeah. Cersei was at the top of those mm-hmm. stairs. And, and it wasn't really her death to get. Like, it wasn't really her. Because mm-hmm. Cersei wasn't very involved in Ned Stark's death. She had wanted him pardoned, you know, and Joffrey mm-hmm. did that. So it was like her revenge wasn't as, wouldn't have been as sweet as anything, you know, as mm-hmm. she, she should definitely shouldn't have. There were a lot more people that should have gone after Cersei that didn't yeah. instead of Arya. So I would have been disappointed if it would have been Arya killing her as well. Unless she could have worn somebody's face to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you guys think? Okay, so they're they're claiming that there's spinoffs in the works. So I, I know. Now, what they're saying is we're developing shows that take place in the same universe. They're not necessarily spinoffs of Game of Thrones because they're not going to involve the same characters. Um, the one that they have greenlit that is coming in the next, probably in the next two years or so, actually takes place thousands of years before Game of Thrones. And it's going to star Naomi Watts. And all they said about it is it's about a socialite with a hidden secret. So, <laughs> My gosh. so yeah. So we've got that, and then, um, and then there, there, there's a few that they've kind of pitched out there, but they haven't, they haven't been greenlit. They, they don't know if they're going to make them or not. One's called Watchers on the Wall, which that's the working title, and it's uh, obviously it's about you know the, the wall, <laughs> you know. Right. And uh, and then this, uh, they, they've got. A possibly one called Fire and Blood, which would be about the Targaryens, like the history of the Targaryens, and and then there's one that they're the working title is The Long Night, which would be about the creation of the White Walkers and where they came from and where the Night King came from and all that kind of stuff. So that's the first thing I, you said that's mildly interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> that one, okay, I'm I might want to see. The rest of them, I do not care. They're going to have to tell me more about this. The one that they've greenlit, I'm going to have to find out more because I don't want to watch a show about a socialite. I mean, unless her hidden secret is that she's a... Vampire. I was about to say a vampire assassin or something like that. Of course you were. I'm not The only... Like, what I want to see after that finale, I want to see, you know, uh, Captain Arya, pirate, queen, assassin. Exactly. pretty much the only... I don't really care what Sansa's doing. I don't really care what Jon is doing. Um, I don't really care what Bran is doing, evidenced by the fact that he's ruling the kingdom and I put him last. I don't even think of him. (laughs) No, I want to know what Arya... If they take one story out of this, 
Arya on the ship to the unknown lands. Like, come on. Yeah. That's an anime series waiting to happen right there. That would be awesome. <laughs> Bran, I think, is going to be not... I mean, I'm not going to say he's going to be a bad king. He's not going to be a very involved king because the last thing that we see is they bring him into the room and he says, has anybody found Drogon yet? And he, no, he, last we heard, he, last we, we know that he, he was headed west or something like that. I'll see if I can find him. You guys take care of the rest. So basically, Tyrion's going to run the country. <laughs> it was the first meeting. Uh, see, I don't he was there it. for ten seconds. True, uh, the first that meeting was so hard to watch, and I don't understand why Braun was used the way he was, and then made master of coin. Yeah, that was one of he the was most paid things. off for not killing Tyrion. That's basically what that was. That's <sighs> that's how I read master it. Of coin. He didn't know what debt was when like the show started. You know yeah, <laughs> Tyrion. Tyrion promised him something if he didn't. He promised to. He, he promised he him a double card. a kingdom, basically. Yeah. High Carden is not there in King's Landing. He could have just gone off and ruled that, being Master of Corn. It seems so bizarre to me. It's Tyrion, just like, we need to get a goodbye for him, so let's set him at the table. It was yeah. do, you, do you think that that is one of the things that was um, in the Martin blueprint? No. They just decided to do it. They just I think they didn't know how to tie up his character at the end. But interesting, you know, he has uh, with Lena Head Lena Hetty, he has a child with her, and they couldn't be filmed together. Oh, really? Yes. I have heard that story. Yeah. So wow. they cannot be filmed. Uh, they could not be on set together. So all of their scenes had to be where they talk about each other, but they they're never in a shot together. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, because yeah. I think there's one scene where they're they're actually they actually are talking together, but you don't see them on screen at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it, yeah, they had a relationship in the past, and it did not end well, and they hate each other. So <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> they're not they're not co-parenting well. I don't feel like. Aww. Um, yeah, don't take off Sarah Connor. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, More. I think that hit, I think a better ending for him would have been if he died protecting Tyrion from somebody. You know, if somebody had attacked Tyrion and he ended up dying protecting him from that. After, after he die. came after he came to kill him and then ended up dying protecting him, I think that would have been a very better ending for him. Yeah. I, I think no, that would have been I'm, out of character though. Yeah, he, I wanted him to live. Well, everybody in the show was out of character all season. So. <laughs> well, about everybody being out of character. He is he is cold blooded and wily and he He's not necessarily going to stab you in the back, but he's going to get his own first. Mm-hmm. And he, he, yeah, I don't see him just laying down his life for it. I mean, you're right. Everyone's been out of character, so I guess him being out of character, too. But, I mean, there's no way to run a railroad. It's like, well, they suck. Let's make him suck, too. I'm happy to pop off the call, guys. I have got a little one not going to sleep. So oh, okay. Clever. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna finish up here in, the, in just a couple of minutes. So this was fun though. I could go on about it all night. <laughs> well, you're welcome to come back if you want to talk about something else. All right. Thanks. One more game. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Bye bye. We didn't. Yeah, we haven't said anything about Varys. I wanted so, to bring that up. In the uh, in the extra movie they did, like the documentary. 
they showed one of the table reads and the scene where Danny is sentencing him to death. Man, he looked pissed. He looked, I don't think he had read it before. He was not happy at all. Well, just the way it happened because he was kind of working with Tyrion. Tyrion kind of stabbed him in the back. Because, yeah, yeah, and but, which uh, which it goes against, which that 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 is totally Tyrion from season one, two, and three. But Tyrion was kind of on an arc to become better. See, I think you're ascribing good and bad, and it's not really a case of good or bad. It's a case of who are you more loyal to, and he. Varys is like, I'm loyal to the crown and anyone, or I'm loyal to the kingdom and anyone, including the ruler, if they're bad for the kingdom, I'm going to take them down. And Tyrion is like, he he basically has not been loyal to anybody. And this is the first time he's found a ruler that he believed in. He is loyal to the crown and Varys is loyal to the kingdom. And so I don't necessarily think it was out of character. I think it was a, obviously it was proven to be the wrong decision, but I don't think it was out of character for him to be um, for him to put this person above this other person. Even though from Varys's perspective, he was you know doing it for the kingdom. Tyrion didn't necessarily see it that way, or rather, he wasn't sure, and so he had to pick a side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that all makes it's just. I don't know. It's just the, the the whole fact that John goes and tells Sansa, "Hey, I'm a Targaryen. Don't tell anybody." And the first thing she does is go and tell Tyrion, which yes. I understand why she did that. Tyrion the Game tell, of Thrones. Yeah, Tyrion tells Varys. Varys starts think, puts things in motion. And then when Danny finds out about it, Tyrion is like, "Oh yeah, yeah, Varys, yeah, you know, he did it." <laughs> but he didn't think she was going to execute him. Uh, yeah, I really don't think gonna... she totally did. He knew he was going to. Of course she was. I don't think she because because if she had not already executed Tyrion <laughs> for various things that he had uh, been in trouble for a couple of times, I don't no, think yeah, I don't think just, he thought she was going to go there. No, but he absolutely knew. That if he turned Varys in, she would. Get that was they had this whole discussion about she's not, you know, she's not the forgiving type. He knew that if he turned Varys in, he would kill Varys. That's why it was, you know, it was a tough decision, and ultimately the wrong decision, which is you know, <laughs> sucks for you. During the the scene where um, John kills Daenerys, you get like the close up shot of them. And at first I thought it wasn't clear who had killed who. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe she killed him because he betrayed her by telling Sansa all of this, which leads mm-hmm. to all of what we're talking about. Um, but, yeah, I I figured Varys was going to die, but I didn't think it would come around like that. I thought it would. I'm not sure what I expected, but I didn't think it would just be straight execution. Although the dragon coming out of the darkness like that was like really cool. Just yeah. no dragon, and then it appears. Do not want to burn to death. <laughs> I I didn't like. Um, I was fine with the time skip after uh, Daenerys is killed. 
<clears throat> but I felt like the scene it would have been a good scene to see how John was captured. You know, I agree. Did, did, did someone hear the dragon and they burst into the room? Did or they saw the dragon flying away and they came into the room and they find John over the body? Like, why? Why was John not killed immediately? Well, uh, she, uh, Drogon carried the body away and flew away. The body wasn't still oh, there. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sure John told them what he did because he wouldn't lie about it. That's yeah. He, yeah. He, well, what happened? Danny's gone. Gone where? Drogon took it. What do you mean? Okay. At some point, he's going to have to say, I yeah. killed Queen. And when he does, I I mean, what's, what, I'm sure you could come up with three or four ways to have him not be killed immediately. I just would like to see one. Well, you know? you've also got you've also got to remember that the, the Army of the North was coming and the, the Unsullied were going to need some kind of a bargaining chip to get themselves, because they weren't going to be able to beat all those okay. soldiers. There, there wasn't that many of them left. So That's they were going to need a bargaining right. chip. So they, uh, so they kept, uh, John and Tyrion alive to, cause they didn't know which one would, would, would get them a better, uh, better chance of getting out of it. I can get, but, all right. Good enough. I, but I would, I would have liked to have seen it. I mean, they kind of, you're right. They did kind of allude to that. Tyrion basically says that. Um, I like when Arya says, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the woman that she was talking to. He says, if you say anything else about killing my brother, I'll slit your throat. <laughs> That's Arya. Oh, Arya. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pirate ninja assassin captain. Yeah. All right. Well, I think, I think we've, uh, we've exhausted season eight. So, um, I want to <laughs> thank everybody for being here. Virginia, thank you for being here. Let everybody know where they can find you. Um, you can find uh, the podcast that I do with Shane and my boyfriend um, called Wait You've Never Seen, where we talk about a movie or TV show that one of us has never seen. On CosmicPotato.com. Sorry, on CosmicPotato.com <laughs> and WaitYou'veNeverSeen.com. All right. And, uh, and John, thank you for being here as well. Thank you. Uh, you can find my show, Captain Game Show, on CosmicPotato.com. Uh, you can also find me on other episodes of this show, Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk podcast, on CosmicPotato.com, uh, along with other fine shows on CosmicPotato.com. <laughs> <laughs> but and, yeah, uh, again. <laughs> what's the name of that website uh, now? Uh, CaptainGameShow.com. <laughs> and I also want to uh, <laughs> actually don't thank- go to CaptainGameShow.com. I'm working on it. I need to. I need to buy that domain name. Have you checked to see if it's available? It's available. Uh, It's going to be a gift to myself this summer. Assuming nobody else buys it out from under me. (laughs) Because I don't care that much. I'm not going to pay for it. I'll buy buy it and I'll sell it to you. (laughs) I I won't buy it. Like, I don't care that much. (laughs) Um, And I want to thank Jessica again for being here. I know she had to cut out early, but uh, Jessica, if you're listening, thank you for being here tonight. And... uh, programming note as far as i know there won't be an episode of this show next week but there will be an episode of the landing party because the plan is for us to get together and talk about the what we left behind documentary uh that came out a couple weeks ago so we're going to do that this week and you'll be able to hear that episode uh next week so check that out and uh 
that's going to do it. So be sure to join us next time on Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast, when you might hear John say, You know what they say. The man who stands for nothing is shite at musical chairs. (laughs) (laughs) Be sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. You can contact us by email at mail at cosmicpotato.com or send us a voicemail or text message to 205-642-8380. Help the show grow by giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for joining us for Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk podcast. Can't argue with that. (laughs) I think this is the first time I've said shite on this show. Shite. Shite. (laughs) Pure shite. Proper shite. And it's probably the first time I've said f*** on this show, so it's a red letter day. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Are we doing a video? Uh, yeah. If y'all don't mind. Actually, let me turn on more light. Hang on. There's Virginia. Yeah, I had to I had to check the bang. <laughs> had to do a quick hair I check. I have to. I haven't trained them yet. There's Jessica. Hey, Jessica. Hi. Oh, you have cute bangs. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Right now, not always. How's it going? Good. How are you? I, I haven't seen you in so long. I forget you're growing up sometimes. Uh, yeah, and seven months pregnant right now. Oh, so. wow. yeah. Congrats. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, Sherry says hi. Hi, Sherry. She won't come over here. She's in her pajamas. So. <laughs> Me too, so. Technically, too. I am too, so. <laughs> right. They don't look much different than my not pajamas. <laughs> That's actually what I needed the two minutes for, was to... Um, change my pants put on your pajamas <laughs> yes if i mean if you weren't wearing pants we wouldn't know you'd know <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord oh boy oh.